No, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> Hello there, guys and gals, priests and priestesses, superheroes and supervillains. Guess what time it is? It is time for a recap of Phoenix Fan Fusion. Yes, Phoenix Fan Fusion. It was about two weeks ago, and I am still missing it altogether. It's been weird. It seemed to way too short for me, and I'm hoping, uh, fingers crossed, that maybe they'll add in Thursday uh, for next year. But I'm presuming they already know if they're going to have that day or not. So um, the information that I've seen so far just looks like it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing again. But I'm wishfully thinking, hoping that uh, they might add it. You never know. But uh, it, it is going to be something that's going to be quite uh, phenomenal. Uh, this year, uh, because it had been gone for so long, uh, it it was diff- I just couldn't get enough in. Um, there were people that I barely talked to. And I, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I got to get here earlier. How do I get here earlier? I'm, the only other way I can think of is coming in the day before. So my mind is probably pretty set and made up. Uh, finances may be a little bit difficult, but I do think that Con Air Radio is going to arrive Thursday night. Um, even if they don't have Thursday night added to it, I just like to be there early. It also may be a good time that uh, if some of the guests that I want to talk to or get interviews going to be there that day, maybe just uh, reach out to them and see if I can get my interviews with them done the, the Thursday night. Uh, and that will help me get my my interview count up for that uh, whole event. And that would be fantastic. I actually did get a bunch of interviews uh, this last uh, uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion and some of them are people that I hadn't talked to in in a little while or I haven't interviewed in a little while and I'm hoping that you guys uh, go back and check out my day one and day two of Phoenix Fan Fusion so you can hear those interviews. Now it doesn't sound as well because basically what it is is that I go in and I've gone in and I've talked, uh, do the interviews right away. And I have made a couple of minor notes of things that I wanted to make sure I quit doing because the entire time I was doing these interviews, I introduced every interview as a day one interview or the second interview or the third interview. And I really want to quit doing that. Let's just get focused on doing the interviews, having the persons on there, and really, you know, taking that time to find out more about them. All right, so now that Fan Fusion's out of the way, did you go to Fan Fusion? Were you one of the locals? Did you fly in? Did you go to the con? Uh, this is Arizona's largest uh, convention. <clears throat> so this is the one that if you wanted to go, you really, really, really needed to go. 
I've talked to a ton of people over the years, and I've always told people, you know, basically, and this is how I describe it. It's basically like going to a family reunion with 300,000 of your favorite people. Now, I have no idea what the actual numbers were for these cons, and sometimes it may only be 30,000 or something like that, but it feels much more tremendous. Uh, I virtually... Um, with the the crowds down on the exhibit floors, going to the different panels, you're weaving in and out and in and out, and you know it's vast. Um, now, what did I notice that had changed? Um, I'm not 100% if officially things had changed a whole heck of a lot. Now, I really do want to reach out to Matt. Uh, he owns me. Uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion, and I would love to have him on the show and kind of, you know, probe his mind on on the differences that over the years, you know, what years had better attendance, what years went smoother, you know, because over the years there have been many changes, um, some because of the city and the convention hall and, and, and you know, COVID, you know, you get you got to get these people are too far away and you don't have to do masks anymore and and that's phenomenal um there were places uh that that i had to use masks that were really inconvenient during the covid now on that same note it's inconvenient i didn't go against it there was one time i made the mistake at a convention that i didn't have my mask on uh, at the moment, and I was caught by one of the uh, event um, staff, and they reminded me right away that I got to have my mask on on the floor. So, um, so I did. So it was not a problem. But now, currently, and coolly, um, as of right now, masks are not required in the most of the conventions that I've been going to. Now. I do have to verify this information, but I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, um, the city, the state, the county, whatever, have all officially said no masks are needed in public, you know, if you've had your shots and all this not stuff. I, I just think it's not really necessary anymore, and uh, it's probably correct that way. Now, um, what the differences are, this is what I really want to kind of go over. What did I notice, or what did I feel the differences are? Now, I'll go over a couple things. One, compared to some other conventions, do I believe that the photo ops might have been over, overly overpriced? Yeah, I always feel that though. And just because that I'm on the lower end of the spectrum of being able to afford these things. And this year alone, I was only able to afford going to one photo op. So I, I wanted to make sure that it counted. Um, so I went and I did the Voyager um, team, uh, Tubak and the captain, you know, Kate. Um, so I, I was quite happy. Um, we got a good photo. We were quite happy. I wanted to get uh, signatures from Kate and Tubak, or in this case, Tim Russell, Tim Russ, sorry, not Russell. I don't know why I always want to do that. Um, but we did get Tim to sign it, and we were quite happy with that. One of these days down the road, maybe we'll get a chance to get Kate to sign it, and we'll be quite satisfied with that. And that's always the situation when, when you're running on a budget, but you still want to get the photo op, you know, you do. Now, 
what else did I notice or did I think might have been a difference? Um, there were a lot more voice actors there, in my opinion, a lot more voice actors than normal, um, which I don't have a problem with. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that love the anime actors. I like the gaming actors also, and some of the anime actors. Now, you got to realize that I don't really go out and watch anime. Um, now, there were a couple of what I call cartoons, because I'm old school, um, that I really enjoy. Now, down the road here, in about 60 days, um, there is another convention coming, and that's Game On Expo. Now, there's somebody that's going to be there that I'm hoping if I pick up a poster from his um, cartoon, or the one that I watched when I was younger, I want to get him to sign it. Because, but the only downside is that they don't show the prices for autographs and stuff like that on the website, so I don't know what it's going to cost me. So it may or may not happen, but... It is something that I like to do. Now, I have a good collection of photos with celebrities, um, which we haven't been able to put up at our new house or our house. We not It's not exactly new. We've been here over five years now. Um, but it is something that I still want to do. I've got to paint the wall, and that's basically what's holding me back. I need to paint the wall so I can put these photos up in the hallway so that we can actually have a place to view them. We used to have a really good wall of firefly, and I just want to kind of get those back up again. Mm-hmm. Plus, it'll free up some shelving space. Oh, my God, yes. So, anyway, uh, the photo ops were definitely good. The voiceover actors are always cool. I just thought that we had more voiceover actors than normal actors this year. Now, I may be wrong. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying I think that's what it was. <coughs> and this year, we didn't use that top floor of the convention center like we had normally. See, the years before, we used to have um, the group uh, cosplay um and the uh, displays and stuff were always up there on the top. And that's also where we had the um, the autograph signing and the photo ops and stuff now. Was that um, convenient? No. Because if you had a photo op and you're going, I've got to get to a photo op in 15 minutes and it's on the top floor of the convention hall, that means you're down on the merchant or down in the exhibit hall You've got to get to the escalators and go up the escalators and go up the escalators and go up the escalators or the stairs so that you can get to that top floor to get in line for the photo op. So, for convenience sake, having the photo ops down on the actual exhibit floor was very convenient. made it much more fluent uh, and easier to get to in my mind. So, I was quite happy with that. Now... If they would have put the groups all the way back up on the top floor and the cosplayers on the top floor like they did the year before, would that mean there would have been more room for merchants? Yes, vendors and merchants would have be able to have more room so that people that were on waiting lists may have been able to make it into this one. Did I want that? I'm not sure. It's always nice to have more merchants, more people on that floor, But it was also kind of nice to have everybody, you know, all the things that you want to buy and all the people you want to see and all the people you want to talk to all on the same floor. It was kind of nice. So 
if I'm weighing the options of how this was compared to the years before, do I feel it was a little smaller? Yes. Do I feel that it deserves a Thursday night pre-night again? Yes. So in my mind, if I was Matt and if I could afford it and if everything worked fluently, yes, I would probably want to do a Thursday night um, beginning, um, which would make it nice. You know, it would feel more fulfilling in my mind because the Friday, Saturday, Sunday to me seemed too short. Um, but it was the first con back for Phoenix Fan Fusion, so it may have been just maybe me anticipating, you know, trying to get more done. I, I started with the idea of I wanted to get 12 interviews in during this time. And because I was running around trying to do interviews, um, I didn't have a whole lot of time to do panels. You know, I checked out a couple of panels, but I really wanted to check out more. Um, and I just wasn't able to get that done. Um, you know, there just wasn't enough time. <laughs> That's pretty sad. Um, you know, I, and it may have a lot to do with the fact that I'm by myself now. So I can't hand off um, doing the interviews to another, uh, another interviewer because there isn't one. It is just me. And if you actually listen to me interviewing these individuals, uh, it is not as fluent. And it's kind of hokey in a little bit. So I may not be the best interviewer. I can talk. As you can tell, I can ramble. I can go. I can go. I can go. But to do interviews, I'm not that great. Um, now, is there a way for me to improve on that? Yeah, there probably is. Through experience, through time and effort, yes, I can probably improve. And I would love to improve so that I can make these um, interviews not feeling so gritty. Um, I really want to get them to go f more fluently. And I think it can be done, and I can probably end up doing it. But to be honest, I'm a really a behind-the-scenes kind of person. I don't want to be the face. I don't want to be the voice. Um, I do love being part of my podcast. Of course, I am. I am a part of my podcast. But I really want to have a uh, specific interviewer moving in. So one of these days, if you guys are interested and you're local and you want to get involved in a podcast that's been around for over six years, six years we've been over, and I am creeping up on over, on, I'm hoping by the end of this year I can have 100 episodes in the can so that we know that, uh, I, I don't know, it, it just makes me, reinforces my thought that, uh, that I'm doing all right. And considering the fact that I've been doing this for six years and I've never made a penny doing my podcast, we have no sponsors, <clears throat> we have no donations, so it is, it's not something that I make as, I'm not making money out of this. I've been doing this for six years for the love of doing it. You know, it is so cool to go and interview vendors, celebrities, um, cosplayers, um, authors. You know, I, I like to, <clears throat> to interview practically everybody. And, um, yeah, do I go in and, and get a photo op? So I had an error 
while I was doing this, and I'm hoping that this is going to work. Um, I basically did a quick save, so hopefully this will all work for you guys, and you'll still hear this current podcast. <laughs> so, um, But basically what I was getting at is uh, the way everything seemed to be running this uh, fan fusion was it, it was fluent. Um, I don't have any real major issues. Um, I did hear that there were some uh, long lines on Saturday, I think they said. Um, but um, I really didn't see them. Um, I went out and in and out, um, and uh, it seemed real fluently. Now, it did seem to me that there might have been some miscommunication, and I am not um, getting on fan fusion for this but uh, at one time a longtime photographer came up to me late one night as I was going in to check out an event and uh, he informed me that he was not allowed to go in um, and they basically said that anybody who did not have a press pass couldn't be using a DSLR inside um, so I was confused with this, and it did make me a very wary. Now, I do feel bad for the photographer because, as I said, he was a long-time photographer. He'd been going for this for many years, um, and I think he even worked for Phoenix Fan Fusion at one time as a photographer. So um, I do feel badly for him, um, and I really wish he would have been able to get that fixed And because he was, he's a fantastic photographer. Um, on that same note, um, throughout the rest of the con, I'm seeing people with full event passes wandering around with DSLR cameras. Now, the big question that I have is, what makes a <coughs> DSLR a professional camera compared to um, using your cell phone um, at the thing? Well. Yeah, you can change out your lenses. You have a flash and stuff like that. So was it the fact that he had a DSLR with a flash setup and exchangeable lenses? Um, does that make it a professional setup? Or is it just the fact that it's a DSLR? Um, I'd be interested in finding that out. And I might actually get the opportunity, um, or I might even just reach out to Phoenix Fan Fusion to see what the confusion might have been. Because, you know, I, to me, I was getting that if it's a DSLR and you don't have a press pass, you can't bring it in. Um, and there were tons, tons, and tons of people using their cameras, uh, their DSLR cameras on the floor so I, I really would like to, to find out what the variations were. And I'm not trying to down fan fusion. There was a reason why they put this policy in, into play, and I'm giving them the credit that they knew what they want. So, um, you know, if they... If, I'm hoping that for next year that any communications or any policies will be written out and posted out in the long run. Because to me, it did seem unfair that he was not able to come in with his DSLR to take photos, um, his very good photos, um, during the event. Um, 
especially when there were people just running all over the place taking pictures. Um, I was at the um, body painting for the models at the body painting, and there were all kinds of people with their DSLR cameras taking photos there. Uh, and I looked, and most of those people were wearing full event badges. So um, I'm not quite sure, and it does confuse me a lot. So I, I, if I get the opportunity, I will reach out to uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion and ask. That was only the only real snag that I, that I myself found um, in, during the event. So I am quite satisfied. Um, I did have a press... Um, path so I was able to go in and out of um, with my DSLR now because of Instagram um, they banned my account two days before Phoenix Fan Fusion the Instagram account that I would have been taking most of my photos through and posting them on um, was banned a few days before so I have to create and I just did create an all new uh, Instagram account so that next con I'll have the ability to start posting photos and video clips and and maybe some reels um, for you for the next conventions. Now the next conventions that is coming up is for me is uh, Game On Expo. Now this is in August so it's less than 60-ish days away I think. So um, I'm I'm really kind of excited for this con too. Uh, Game On Expo seems to always like us when we came to the event, and we try to do very good coverage. We try to get some interviews, get lots of photos. So if everything goes well and Instagram doesn't ban my account, um, I'm hoping that I'll get lots of photos during this event, and uh, it'll be quite exciting. Uh, and uh, I probably am going to reach out. Uh, I want to reach out to the um, people that manage um, Game On Expo. And I want to get in touch with them so that we can bring them on the podcast before the event and see if we can uh, get some more information. Um, now, for me, to uh, Game On Expo, if anyone who has any kind of power in Game On Expo is listening to my podcast, um, if there are any way that you can post the photo ops and the autograph ops on the website so people can know how much money to bring for these events, because I really would love to get uh, a poster for a specific um, anime or cartoon that I used to watch and have a specific individual sign it. But I would like to know what it would cost me before I go so I'm prepared and not going to be disappointed, you know, if I just show up and then they turn around, oh, you're, the autograph's going to cost you this much. And I'm like, I don't have that. And it would be very depressing not being able to get that photo or autograph um, because I just didn't know what the costs were going to be. So, anyone with Game On Expo, if you can find a way to do that, I would be a happy camper. Uh, and I'm presuming other people would also be quite excited being able to know what uh, what the costs are going to be for a specific event. So, we covered Fan Fusion, and I want to let you guys know, as I said before, this was a very great con. The only downsides that I had were the miscommunication about the DSLR cameras 
and the fact that it was only Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I really liked having the, the Thursday night in there. It just made it more fulfilling. This is what I would classify my vacation period. This was the time where I was saying, this is my big vacation. And because Fan Fusion wasn't that long this year, it seems to me that my real vacation will be in September when Sabo is on. Um, because that is slightly longer and uh, it just gives me more time to try to get the autographs and the photos and the interviews that I want for the convention. So um, these are the two conventions that are really left in my mind. Now, I did think about going down to Tucson and covering Tucson's uh, convention um, which, oh great, I can't remember off the top of my head, I believe is either in September or November. I will have to go and look up those dates again. Please don't burn, burn me on this because, as I said, I just didn't think about it at the time. But I would like to go down to Tucson and attempt to cover it and see if uh, if it's worth it for me. Um, and I shouldn't say worth it for me. All conventions are really worth it for me. Um, but I want to go down there. It's been a few years since I've gone down to Tucson. Um, the only downside that I had with that last visit is I had these interviews and I got these interviews, but I couldn't use them because throughout the, the time I was doing these interviews, the they were having announcements over the, the loudspeaker. So every, you know, 45 seconds or so, it would say, would so-and-so please arrive to this? And, and we have a lost kid over in Lost and Found. Can you please talk to them? And uh, someone found or lost their camera. So please go to Lost and Found to see this, you know. And it was just constant, constant, constant. I'm trying, I'm not saying this is a bad thing because communication is phenomenal. But to be honest, I couldn't do any of my interviews. In my opinion, all the interviews that I did during that Tucson Comic Con were absolutely destroyed, were absolutely ruined, and I was quite unhappy. Now, the convention itself was good. I enjoyed myself while I was down there. I got to meet and see a lot of different people, which was great. I even got to participate in a um, panel uh, that year. And it was kind of nice. Um, and I would do it again. I am not a public speaker. As long as I'm not the only person, uh, I have no problems talking. So put a mic in front of me when there's a group, and I'll add my two cents. So that's kind of the way I is. All right, so I just did a quick check. It does not look like the Con Air Radio will be going to Tucson's Comic Con because it is the same weekend as Saboten. All right, guys, so we covered <clears throat> basically what my thoughts were for Fan Fusion. And once again, I loved Fan Fusion. My only downside was not having a Thursday. So, hey, Matt, bring back Thursday. Shh. That's my thought. That's probably my only thought for this. It was so fantastic just seeing the people that I haven't seen in a year or two years. You know, people that I haven't intercepted with, who I haven't had the opportunity to interview. And I am hoping that um, if I didn't get to you, 
um, this last convention at one of these other conventions. I'm hoping that I can get to you and we'll have the opportunity to get those interviews in place and find out how you guys were doing during this COVID. All right, so on that same note, we talked about Game On Expo. Game On Expo is the largest digital gaming convention uh, in Arizona. So this is a phenomenal event. It is also at the Phoenix um, Convention Center. So if you haven't got your tickets, get them now. This is going to be a good opportunity. You know, one of my one of my favorite moments from uh, Game On Expo was from a few years ago. Um, we were getting ready to, to do Game On Expo. It was uh, within a week or two away or something along that lines. And I had an agent reach out to me who wanted to have her client interviewed by Con Air Radio. And I was like, wow, this is a, kind of a new experience for me because they reached out to us before we even got the opportunity to, you know, to be there. And I, I was excited and I really went out of my way and uh, we uh, interviewed his her client um, and the client was a streamer and had this really cool twitch channel and he has his own little niche um, and if you were curious who this person was uh, on twitch you can find him under dead flip <clears throat> now dead flip has about 30 ish and a half uh, thousand followers so he's doing pretty good. He's got a bunch of people back there. Um, now, <clears throat> he's a pinball streamer. And this was actually kind of a unique um, uh, a unique uh, uh, stream. And I really enjoyed uh, having the opportunity to talk to him. And uh, over the, the year or two that's been going on, you know, we've talked together before a couple of times since. And we chat occasionally on his stream. Um, he actually has a facility in a uh, Chicago area where he has like a storefront where he keeps all of his games. Uh, they're either games that he's currently owns or that he's borrowed or whatever. And he, when he does his uh, stream, he usually has like three different views. One view of him, one view of the scoreboard, and one view of the actual um uh, pinball machine itself so where you can actually see where he's hitting where he's holding the ball how he's shooting it into these different little locations so um, this was a fantastic interview and I entirely enjoyed our time with him um, so dead flip if you ever get a chance to check out dead flip on uh, twitch please do um, and just tell him Con Air Radio sent you. So that way he knows that I'm still trying to send him some more people. Um, now this guy is fantastic. And even after the convention, we went over to a bar and hooked up with a bunch of other streamers um, and just kind of kicked back for the entire night. And it was phenomenal. We had a blast. So definitely a, a very good memory that I'm hoping that uh, I'll be able to continue on for this one coming up in a couple of months so i'm excited um game on expo was um actually right before my birthday so we're talking like um what is it three four and five no 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 sorry uh, i think it's five six and seventh of august and then i think i take off <clears throat> 
actually give me a second here let me double check all right so after checking it's 5th 6th and 7th of august will be game on expo at the phoenix convention center and almost immediately after the convention i am running home picking up my wife and i'm heading to prescott so my goal in prescott is to take a couple of days off for my birthday enjoy hopefully the cooler weather and maybe some rain i got my fingers crossed that we'll see some rain while i'm up there <clears throat> and uh, get a second podcast on my other podcast called what's next arizona so if you enjoy any of my podcasts and you're local or even if you're not local and you were thinking about coming to arizona uh, I'm hoping maybe you'll enjoy some of my podcasts on What's Next Arizona. Basically, the synopsis for What's Next Arizona is uh, I'm hoping eventually to get it to the point where we are going out once a month to some township in um, Arizona and podcast about it. We'll talk about their events, their local history, um, you know, any famous events that might have gone on, any events that are currently going on during those periods of time. Um, and it, hopefully it would help open your mind up to um, how historically and active Arizona actually is. Also, guys, I want to do a quick shout out for a friend of mine. <clears throat> Back in the day when we were doing this earlier, I was actually adding in a quick 30-second blip on his podcast which is um 1980 something so if you are a fan of the 80s or you were born in the 80s or you were living your life at its peak in the 80s um this gentleman my friend ed uh has an awesome little podcast where he talks about you know music of the 80s movies of the 80s you know what has happened in the 80s so please check out 1980 something um, now you can find it on the uh, worldwide network um, so if you want to check it out you can go there and listen to it and he has lots of other episodes um, so I would definitely go ahead and give him a shot now this is a shout out to him because he is getting ready to start going and producing more of 1980 something because he just went and built a brand new studio in his house and it looks pretty spectacular i haven't seen it live haven't gone there myself but he showed me a video of it and it looks like he decked it out really cool so if you actually um follow him on uh, instagram or facebook or something along that lines 1980 something you might see some pictures of his new studio so definitely check it out and hoping that you'll see some new episodes coming up here very, very, very shortly. So uh, once again, you can catch them on Star Worldwide Networks. And, uh, you know, that is um, a good place to check out shows. We actually did have our uh, Con Air Radio on there once, but uh, we haven't had any new episodes up there for a while. So, um, And uh, so you can hear Con Air Radio uh, if you don't already know where you can hear me. Curse, you're currently listening to me. Is SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Tunes, um, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, you can find me practically anywhere. And I can, you can even check me out on Spotify. 
that would be cool because Spotify is like one of most of my recent platforms that I'm on. So I would really love to get a buildup of followers on Spotify. So hey, if you got a chance, go to Spotify, listen to Con Air Radio. If you like what you hear, please click that like button, click that follow button, and just add me to your list because I hope to have a new episodes at least once or twice a month. So keep your fingers crossed because I'm going to be doing some other interviews, locals. So um, you never know what you might hear on my show. Um, there could be anything. There could be boo-boos. There could be cursing, you know, which I really doubt. I don't curse that much. But I wanted to make sure that people know that there is a possibility of cursing because if I don't put it out there, somebody else on my network or on my show may accidentally let a drop of something that normally didn't want to hear. So we have it listed as an explicit um, podcast. So please listen in. If we curse and you like it, like that button, hit that follow, <laughs> and we'll curse for you some more, okay? Let me know how you like our cursing. <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm so dry, I just had to cough. Um, but in any case, let let me know what you like. You can find us practically anywhere. So hopefully you will get involved. And hey, if you want to reach out to me, you can um, on social networking you can now find me since instagram banned my original account you can find me at con air 2 on instagram uh, i am also on con air on facebook you can reach out send me a message set, let me know what you think of the show uh let me know you know if, give me ideas if you if you want to try something a little bit different you know drop a line maybe if i like it i'll try it you never know. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, you can always contact me on any of these social networks. Hey, and if you really want, you can drop me an email at conairradio at gmail.com. And you can always get in touch with me on my website, smashtowerstudio.com. There's a chat feature. You can send me uh, a chat menu and it'll pop up as an email on my end. I can respond. So it's always easy to get in touch with me. Um, I am always looking for sponsors. So if anyone is interested in sponsoring Smash Tower Studio, which is um, two podcasts, or if you specifically want to sponsor only one podcast, drop me a line. We can talk. Um, any sponsorships um, basically would be a podcast um, at a specific location. Could be your store. Could be somewhere else. Uh, and um, basically, if you want to drop me a 30-second uh, commercial, I can put you in as a commercial through the show. So this is a way to get your show worldwide your I, I should say not your show your advertisement worldwide so uh, we have people that listen to us in Germany Spain um, I don't think too many people in the Ukraine are listening to me but I'll let you know if you are in the Ukraine and you're listening to my podcast and you enjoy my podcast hey reach out to me and let me know 
I appreciate your potential and I really hope that this conflict with Russia and Ukraine is ended soon you know because this is a disaster for you to Ukraine and it's going to take a huge amount of time to rebuild so um, you have my hopes and wishes that this ends and you guys can get back up on the um, back up on there and, and get everything going again have your lives back to normal which would be so much nicer so <clears throat> once again if you're interested in doing a sponsorship to either show or both shows and part of the network reach out to me drop me a line um, it can be possible if you are a, somebody who wants to break into podcasting reach out and we can might be able to arrange something if you're local and this is local because it's just the way I like to do. I want to meet the persons. I want to be with the persons. I want to definitely uh, find out if there's chemistry, if we're going to try to podcast together. I don't mind bringing on multiple co-hosts. It has been done. If you look at the very early years of Con Air Radio, we had um, several co-hosts working at the same time so um it would be great to have that again but um you let, let me know you know reach out and uh ask me and i might be willing or i may just bring you on as a special go guest co-host you never know bring you on for a short period of time let's try a couple episodes and see how it flows <laughs> All right, so we talked about Phoenix Fan Fusion. We talked about Game On Expo. I gave my shout-out to my friend Ed for his podcast that he does, 1980-something. Give it a listen. And now here's what I really want to talk about. Good. And uh, over soon as I got back from Phoenix Fan Fusion, my wife and I went to go see Top Gun Maverick. This is a phenomenal movie. This is probably one of the best sequels that I have ever seen. And there were so many references to the original uh, movie that I, 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 I seriously, throughout the entire movie, I was teared up. I mean, there were times that I'm sitting there going, oh, they're talking to, about Goose. Oh, they're talking about the Admiral's daughter. Oh, this, oh, that, you know, you know, it's, oh, there's, there's Val. You know, I'm not trying to give any, um, you know, hidden secrets away, but this was a phenomenal movie. It was very long, a long time coming, but it was the best, one of the best sequels that I have ever, ever, ever seen. You know, and all the references for, to the original was just fantastic. So, if you have not already gone and seen Top Gun Maverick, go see it. You're going to love it. See it on a big screen. See it with the 7.1 surround sound. See it with Dolby uh, Max. Go see it in the IMAX, whatever. You know, do whatever you need to go to see to go see it. I am already considering to go see it a second time. Um, and usually the best of the best are ones that I'll go see multiple times. So that tells you right there that Top Gun Maverick is definitely worth going to check it out. I mean, you cannot get enough of the, the fighters and the dogfighting skills, you know, and... and the original had a lot of dogfighting skills in it, you know, dogfighting in it. But you can't. I'm I'm sitting there going, is this all like um, tricks that are you know manipulated? Are they actual dogfighting moves? From my understanding, 
the second one, Top Gun uh, Maverick, the dogfighting moves were real. You know, they did a really fantastic job incorporating as much realism into it as they possibly can. And I'm telling you, if I, if, if, if any pilot can do the stuff that these guys were showing in this kind of movie, you are the best. You are the best of the best. You are the Top Guns. <clears throat> and you guys should be honored and put up on a pedestal because that's some serious skill if you can fly like that. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know if it can be done. I don't know how real it is. You know, I just don't know. But I'll tell you, it was exciting to watch. I was pretty much on the edge of my big comfortable chair for quite a few of it. It was definitely not a sleeper. It had virtually no small parts in it. Almost every part that it was in it had to do with either connections to the original movie, some kind of action scene. It was really, it, it was one of those kind of movies going, I don't know when to get up and go pee. Seriously, <laughs> you know, just hold it, hold it, hold it. The movie's almost over. Run to the bathroom. <laughs> Seriously, that's how you read a movie. If you if you can do it without having to go to the restroom uh, and just go, you know, just, just watch the movie. It's just full of everything. And I'm super excited. I really want to see the, I want to go see it again. Um, if you haven't already um, noticed, um, and if you've already seen it, uh, some of the music is still from the original uh, movie also. It was re-edited into this movie also. Uh, and then there were some new songs. And uh, Lady Gaga even did a song on this album, which is actually not bad too. So uh, it's very exciting. So, you know, if you guys got the opportunity, go see Top Gun Maverick. Now... On that note, I have not had the opportunity to go see the new, um, uh, what is it, uh, Jurassic World <clears throat> domination or desperation or whatever. I, I, I haven't seen it yet. Um, but from what I understand, it may be the best of the sequels in that uh, movie uh, trilogy or series, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I've heard good things so far. So, and bringing back the original cast, uh, for it, it, it is, was definitely an awesome push. So I'm very anxious to go see it. I don't know when I'm going to go see it. It will probably with, be within the next few weeks. So you might see me, uh, do another posting on that movie when we get that far along. So, as of right now, Top Gun, go see it. Um, Jurassic World uh, looks like it will be a go see it. So fingers crossed that I'll see it soon. And I can tell you what I think about the movie. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and cut this out, guys, because I want to get it out to you so you can check me out onto, on the air. And uh, once again, if you're interested in podcasting, reach out to me. And if you are interested in sponsoring Con Air Radio, Con Air Radio has been on the air for six years. So you can get into a well-established podcast. Um, we are heard around the world. There are 87 episodes in the can. Today, this podcast will be 88 
episodes in the can. My goal is to hit 100 before the end of the year. So be there. Be a part of it. Be a sponsor for it. And hopefully we can get you some business going too. Alrighty. So we say here at Con Air Radio, we'll see you at the con. I see trees of green Red roses too I see them bloom For me and you And I think to myself Bullshit! What a wonderful world Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.